0: Hello and welcome. This is Friend Request. I'm your host, Justin Lamb, and we are back for season three. I'm so excited. You guys, there's so much happening and and it's I'm, I'm just pumped. I'm all around super pumped. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for this episode. I'm excited for our new theme song that you're going to hear in a second. Yeah, we got a new theme song. Uh, every, everything is happening it's 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 so good I want to thank everybody that tuned in for the summer series uh, these past three months some really great people doing some really great stuff and and I thank all of them for being on here I'm just so excited to be back and I've been interviewing people in person again oh my god it feels so good i'm I'm just I'm so happy uh, with, with the podcast and how it's going and that you're here and that you're listening and I want to get right into this. Uh, My first guest of the third season, crazy third season, is Talia Dalton. She is a singer-songwriter and the composer of the theme song you're about to hear, and then I got talking with her, and uh, this episode is going to be even better, I think, for anyone that is a musician or songwriter, because we kind of nerd out about the process for a little while, so... Stick around, listen to some great stuff, and I will talk to you after the episode. But without further ado, enjoy this new theme song by my guest, Talia Dalton. You
1: and I have lots in common, my request is sent. Would you like to be my friend? Would you like to be my friend?
0: i was literally just listening to the theme song it's funny because it's 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 super catchy and uh I, I mean i think that's a great thing for a theme song um yeah like my my wife and i will catch ourselves walking around the house like singing it which you know lasts 15 seconds <laughs> about. Uh, i love that that's
1: it's a great sign yeah i mean hey it was, awesome, it was an awesome project to do and um it was great like it's always fun when you get into a project and, like, you've already thought of, like, the lyrics and the melody and I'm just here. I'm like, all right, I'll play it for you and we're That's, good. You and... know what's
0: funny is, and I promise I won't go off on too many tangents. That's a lie. I go on tangents constantly. Um,
1: <laughs> Love tangents.
0: But, no, it, it's funny because I, so let me let me try to put this in words. Well, I get frustrated as a musician because I can always hear how I want things to sound, like, before I write them or put them out. and. Um, yeah. I've never been able to, like, create that sound that's in my head. Yeah. Uh, so I was so excited when I sent that stuff to you and you were like, oh, this. And I was like, oh, my God, she did it.
1: <laughs> oh, yay. Um, oh, so glad to hear that.
0: Yeah, I know. That's funny. Awesome. Um, I'm, I'm glad it worked out. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I do want to cover a bunch of stuff, uh, like from yeah. your just who you are and then your music and stuff as well. But I awesome. always start with how I know people. And I met you in Clubhouse, which is a thing I've been saying more and more these days, yeah. which is very strange. And yeah. uh, there was like an open mic room, but I went in there and you were playing when I went in there, and I was like, "Oh wow, who the fuck is this?" Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, your voice is just insanely unique, and uh, thank you. You know, you you just hear you hear a lot of music and you hear a lot of singers and you hear like when you hear something that's unique and good, (laughs) you're like, Oh, what, what's, what's happening here. But yeah, that's, that's all I know about you is the few interactions we've had with those things. And, and I'm excited to find out more, Um, but I want to go, I want to go back in time um, and just find, like, do you have any siblings?
1: I do. Yeah. I have one sister. She's 22, almost 22. Wow.
0: So she's older than you.
1: Yeah, two years. Okay. Two years older. Um,
0: so, where, where? Well, I guess first of all, where are you at? Like, where, where were you? Where are you from? Where are you living now?
1: <laughs> it's a, <laughs> it's a kind of a complicated question. So I'm in North Carolina right now. I've been living here with my parents and my sister for about five years. <laughs> um, but I was born in Kentucky, and then we moved to. Upstate New York, Washington State, uh, Chicago, Illinois. All um, over the place. Where else? Yeah, where else in the states? There are some other places. Then to the Big Island Hawaii, and then Maui of Hawaii, and then to New Zealand, and then actually back to North Carolina. Oh, not back to North Carolina, but to North Carolina about five years ago.
0: Well, I wanna, I wanna cover all of that, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's crazy. I mean, not really considering your 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 talent and what I can imagine are your inspirational, like musicians and stuff. You're in a lot of really good music areas that you just named. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of great areas for, for music historically and, and currently. So yeah. that's, uh, I imagine that had some influence growing up, but um, jumping back though, you said you're born in Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, what do your parents yeah. do when you're born?
1: Whew, like when I was work. born, my parents did Everything. They um <laughs> they really they scraped by when my sister and I were born, so they did they had like a, a t shirt making business and they worked at movie theaters and Taco Bell and like, you know, just any job that kinda came by, yeah. you know, they really um were scratching by back then and then my dad became a web developer. Um, mm-hmm. so he was designing websites and like working with people and did that for basically my whole life. Um, so he supported us and that's why we moved around so much was cause he could work from anywhere. So it's nice. just like, let's try out all these different places.
0: That's fun. I like that. He tried out all the super expensive places, <laughs>
1: like, <you> know,
0: not <laughs> yeah. cheap to live in, uh, in Chicago or, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any number
0: of the places that you named. That's funny. So yeah. what's, uh, are, are your parents musicians or artists?
1: They are. Yeah. They're musicians and artists actually both of them. Um, they made an album when I was one year old. It well, that's was kind adorable. of a religious album. Yeah. Um, they like they they got just a small amount of like studio equipment just enough to record what they needed. Then they actually had to sell it halfway through making the album to like pay for living expenses. So they got a really short basically an EP um worth of music, um, around then, which is crazy. And then they're both artists. My mom does like murals and portraits and my dad is like cartoon style and he's gotten really into portrait drawing and stuff like that
0: too. That's funny there's nothing I relate to more than an artist being like all right I'm gonna buy all this stuff so I can create this and then yeah. I'm gonna sell it because I have to make rent <laughs> like I'm like yeah right. yeah been there been there good times. Yeah. So what I mean what's that environment like growing up I imagine you're close with your sister growing up being two years apart or were you guys yeah <laughs> did you guys getting a little sisterly bicker stuff or?
1: We growing up We were, we kind of were each other's, we were each other's friends because we didn't really, it wasn't easy to make friends moving around so much, but we also fought a lot growing up, like a lot. Um, But then in the past two years, like we've become best friends and we don't fight anymore and we're just like really understand each other and are there for each other. It's been pretty amazing, especially quarantine, like brought us really close together.
0: Did the, did the moving around and... The, before your your dad got the the web developing job and stuff, like was that? I, I don't know how to phrase this. Did it help create like a closer family dynamic, or was there some like little chaos going on?
1: I'd say <laughs> I'd say a mixture of both. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think um, we definitely are really close, like really close as a family. Um, we don't have like super strong connections to our extended family and stuff. Um, so it's just kind of like the core for you know us for moving around. So we are all very close, but yeah. definitely chaos, just like any family as well. Especially with moving, and it's like I was never the one who wanted to move. So you know, yeah, just, that's like, got to
0: be hard. Um, just being taken from place to place. Yeah. Um,
1: it's simultaneously really great because you get to experience different like, cultures, oh, and different yeah. places, and stuff. But definitely especially in the years that we moved around so much from like when I was born until about 15. Those are pretty developmental years, you know, yeah. so um, it was hard, but it was, you know, there was a lot of really amazing experiences in there.
0: Yeah. And I'm glad you can speak to that too. Cause you know, I talked to a lot of people that they don't, they don't leave their hometown, you know, like it's, they they're born there and you now they have kids there and uh, you know, my stint in L.A. was only, like, a couple years, and I lived in Nashville for, like, six months. But, like, yeah. I even that sh- those short periods of time, like, you're really able to see a lot more than you would in this, like, you know, 10-by-10-mile 10 10 square that you live in your whole life. Yeah, so that's, exactly. Uh, that is a good thing to point out. I, I'm, that's cool that you can recognize that. You went to New Zealand when you were, like, 11 years old, right? Mm-hmm. So in my experience and i project my own crap here but and from interviewing people 11 like middle school right like 11 to 14 like mm-hmm. that's not a good time for anybody no one's like ooh, best years of my life 11 to 14 no,
1: no. <laughs> so <laughs> definitely
0: not tell i mean walk me through that part of your life when you're like you find out well first i, I suppose at this point you're in hawaii or are you back in the states before you go to new zealand
1: uh yeah, Hawaii, and then right to New Zealand after that.
0: So you're already on an island. So maybe that part you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, what's going through your head as an 11 year old, where you're like, not only are you getting pulled to another location with another school, but now you're going to be in another mm-hmm. country where, like, yeah, they speak English, but they're obviously you're they're going to know you're not from New Zealand. Yeah. What is, what is that going? What is that like going through that?
1: I think. I think the move from Hawaii to New Zealand was probably the hardest because I still consider Hawaii like my home, especially the big island. I think that's definitely, you know, I consider my home. Um, I think it was, I liked it because I really love living on an island. And so moving to another island was like a really, it was a really great thing, you know. But um, I definitely didn't want to go. Uh, you know, we def they, they had to convince us to go, but um when it came to about a month before I was ready, you know, I had, yeah. you know, kind of gotten into the mindset of like, okay, we're going and there's a new experience and it's going to be a new, you know, adventure.
0: What, how long were you in Hawaii at that point?
1: <sighs> Hawaii was only about two years, I think. Like one year on the big mm-hmm. island and one year on Maui, I think.
0: It's funny looking back at that time though, right? Like two years when you're nine years old, 10 years yeah. old, like I, <laughs> my buddy used to live literally down the street from me like less than half a mile yeah and i remember my mom would still drive me there and i'd be like god it takes so long to get here and then you get older <laughs> and you're like oh wait what what but everything yeah. seems so much further away when time is relative you know yeah it's <laughs> like so you're, true. you're 20 now right and when you think about hawaii for two years like even now at, at yeah. 20 i imagine two years still seems like a pretty decent amount of time when you put things in perspective like two years yeah. ago I mean you remember turning 18 and then like that was two years yeah. ago and yeah um, it's true it, so it's, and
1: thinking like Hawaii was probably had the biggest impact on me yeah. as like as a person and I was only especially like the big island that was only a year you know there yeah. and it had such a like strong I have such a strong connection to it it was only a year and I think like oh okay a year that was quarantine. That was this year, (laughs) you know, but back then that seemed like a lifetime, you know,
0: it's funny. Yeah. The time and and places and ages, like they all intersect sometimes and just create this, Mm -hmm. like I'll probably hold on to this the rest of my life. And it's it's very interesting. Um, Yeah. So you go to New Zealand (laughs) and you're there for what, four or five years?
1: Four years, four years. Yeah.
0: Tell me about that. (laughs) Tell me about living in another country as a, as a preteen and, and kind of like, like, is there any sort of culture shock? I mean, what's the different? What are the big differences you notice right away when you go to a country like that?
1: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the funny thing is I was actually homeschooled for basically my whole life and New Zealand was the first time we went to a public school. Okay. Um, so that definitely contributed to the experience that I had there. Um, you know, never having been in like a public school before. So kind of like yeah. being a very socially awkward kind of person and just introverted and all this stuff, you yeah. know, cause it's, I, I mean, I wasn't, I think I was very personable and stuff too, but I definitely was really shy. Um, but there was definitely a culture shock. I think in the beginning, um, kids really like that you're American They're like, oh, you got an accent and all this stuff. And then it kind of wears off and then you're just the new kid, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah but we also lived on the very, very tip of the North Island. So it's kind of like the country. Uh, oh, okay. Like if you lived in, in the country in the U S you yeah, know, it's so like you were a different like herding experience sheep
0: once in a while. And-
1: <laughs> <laughs> we were surrounded by paddocks and cows and we had cows in a paddock. We had a, a farm. Funny. Um, yeah, it was like the full experience, but there was definitely culture shock. Um, kids didn't really like us for a while. We, you know, we found our friend groups and stuff. Hmm. My sister and I had different experiences. Um, but it is a beautiful country. It really, like, just as far as, like, land in just the islands themselves are absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And we made some really wonderful friends there, too, like, family friends who are who are amazing. Um, that's awesome. So it was, a, again, a very mixed experience, you yeah, know?
0: That. Yeah, it's funny <laughs> yeah. You, you mentioned that, um, being, like, the American in the school. And I, that's what I was thinking about at first. Uh, I just heard, I think it was on a podcast today, where they were talking about, yeah, you know, occasionally in Michigan, we'd get like a a transfer student from California and they were like automatically cool because they were like from California. And then I think like the same thing probably applied to like British people to some degree.
1: Yeah, Uh, yeah. So
0: yeah, the flipping that and being the American in New Zealand. Yeah,
1: um, we used to think it was so funny because people were like, oh, I love your accent. We're like, wait, you have an accent. (laughs) They're like, no, you have an accent. It's like, I don't have any accent.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, I don't know if you experienced this, in America, just cause you guys moved around so much, but like, yeah, I'm in the Midwest and I didn't yeah. know we had accents until I moved to California. And of course the <laughs> word accent is the word you hear it the most. <laughs> so yeah. the, the, a sounds man. Um, yeah. And it, it's, that just kind of circles back to what you're talking about, learning different cultures. And I think mm-hmm. there, there's something to be said that like we live in such small spaces, as, like, humans, that we don't even recognize that we talk different than our neighbors.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> like, around the world, sure, but like, we talk, to, I talk different in Michigan than people do in like Iowa and,
1: yeah, and they yeah. do in
0: California and Texas. And exactly, it's, it's crazy to think about that. Um, and then yeah, really I was put,
1: actually thinking about that the other day too. It was like realizing, you know, I've had these <clears throat> had these great experiences, you know, living in other countries and yeah. or at least one other country. It feels like Hawaii is another country, but you know, living it on different like islands and stuff, <laughs> it really it has a feeling like it's definitely not America, yeah. you know, like the states. but um, you know, and just realizing how little I know about the world still. and just like, about other cultures and like other cuisines and all these different like traditions and stuff. And I'm so, I really want to know and I really want to travel and see the world and stuff. But I'm like, wow, I really don't know. You know, you get in like such a bubble, especially being in North Carolina and the suburbs for like five years, you kind of lose a little bit of that, of your memory of other cultures and other, other ways. Don't
0: worry when you're a touring musician, you'll go to all sorts of places. Um, That'd be great. (laughs) Yeah, wouldn't it? (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Do you, so you said you were homeschooled until you went to New Zealand. Yeah. Do you think your parents like started doing that because they assumed they would be moving around and it would just be easier that way or was like, Mm -hmm. do you know where that choice came from? Have you guys talked about that or is that just the reality you knew at the time?
1: It was, it was a mixture. I think my parents saw like what the school system in America was like and, you know, didn't want us to. Have to go through that, yeah. you know. So <laughs> like I think the understanding
0: that. nod, yeah. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> and um, and then also I think it just became like normal and reality when we started moving around so much. Um, that we were just, you know, it was just like we were homeschooled. You know, there wasn't yeah. even like the question of going to a public school um, until we really we like we begged them to go to public school in New Zealand. Um, we really, really wanted to go, and they're like, "Are you sure you want to go? It's pretty rough." And we're like, "We want to go," and it was really rough. I'm glad we went because you know you get to. It's kind of formative to your oh yeah. to, as your a person to go through that social absolutely. development yeah yeah 100%. exactly. So I'm glad we we went there, but um, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I've I've actually it's funny now that like you say that I've interviewed. Three or four people that have been homeschooled, and yeah. the the common theme I've I've heard with them is you know there's kind of like this community of other homeschooled kids, but I imagine that only lasts as long as you stay in an area, right? So <laughs> yeah, so then you it was like you and your sister.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were we were the valedictorians of our school. That's always <laughs> a joke we make, you know. Um, yeah, we had each other. We had our mom. Our mom was our teacher. Yeah. Um, and then like music stuff, I learned guitar from my dad and stuff. But, you know, we had, we went to like a Montessori school for a little while. In Hawaii, we went to one where you go like two days a week and you do like some fun classes. And um, But yeah, we had small homeschool groups. The thing that was kind of hard was like a lot of times they'd be really religious groups ah. um, for homeschool. I'm not sure why those always like went hand in hand. But um, so sometimes that would be a bit challenging to um, was that aspect of it. But yeah, it only lasted one to two years. <laughs> did <laughs> religion
0: play another. a role in your household at all?
1: Yeah. Um, it did. It did. We um, my parents were, they were, they are Baha'is. They're kind of inactive Baha'is okay. now, but um, I don't know if you heard of yeah. the Baha'i faith. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: oddly enough, through Rain Wilson. But yeah.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> Rain Wilson's great. Yeah. yeah. Um. So they. They met each other through the Baha'i faith and then kind of raised us in it, but in their own way. So we weren't like super, we weren't super religious or, you know, like, like um, if we were Christian, like they wouldn't make us go like to church every weekend or anything. It wasn't like that. So we just, it was in our lives. So we learned like our morals and kind of our mindset from the Baha'i faith, which is really beautiful. um, You know, really, I think there's a big part of me that was shaped by that, Um, but not like a super strong, rigid you know, kind of religious part of our
0: life. Yeah. Yeah. If I remember it correctly and I, and I won't, but for the most part, um, (laughs) I remember like the, the general, I don't know how to say this properly. So I'll just say like the general outline, like, like you said, the morals, the, um, you know, and I think the roots of, of like the morals and ethics that start that, like, you know, the foundation of any religion, um, from what I remember reading, like the Baha'i faith has got, like, I was like, oh yeah, I can get on board with all that. Like
1: that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're really, you know, they're, they're so. great. And the, the teachings are beautiful and it's all about unity, yeah. um, through all religions. And, um, it's really great. It is, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so after New Zealand, yeah. You come to North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Oh, um, no. Yeah.
1: No <laughs> do you difference. Go, do at all. you
0: continue public school or do you go back to homeschool?
1: Did did. We went to that was actually another shock. Was um you know the school system American in, public school. American <laughs> public school. Yeah. The the public school in New Zealand, um it was pretty much how it is in America. Um it's you know, it's its own thing. I don't know if that was also like where we were in New Zealand and stuff too, yeah. but um, but when we came to America, we came to this area, which is like the research triangle and it's really nice schools and, um, like very academic and New Zealand, we hadn't really been in that hmm. and we came into it and we went to a public school here for six months and it was just, it was really hard because it was a big step up and just like, um, you know, academic yeah like, you know academic math proficiency and English and, yeah proficiency yeah and like the amount of homework and like the hours and what time we woke up and like all these different elements of it yeah. and um and then adjusting to like american culture again we hadn't been in american culture since i was like pretty much nine years old because hawaii is like its yeah. own thing you know um so adjusting to that again was yeah was a big shift too did you <laughs> yeah. so
0: you was that the first time you had any sort of like um, feeling really like you're academically you weren't on par when you went to because at New Zealand did yeah. you feel that at all when you guys stepped out of homeschooling for the first time?
1: Um, I think there was some like small gaps in my knowledge and stuff. Just you yeah. know over the years. Um, but I felt I felt pretty good in New Zealand. I felt like I was. I, my grades were good. My grades have always been good in school. But um, I felt pretty pretty average in New Zealand, and then we came to America. And I felt below for sure, but my grades were still good, but it was like, um, there were some classes, like I took, I didn't know what honors courses were. Oh yeah, or like, no, stay away from that. Any of that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I didn't have that kind of stuff. It was, or it might've been just named something different in New Zealand, but the, like when I signed up for classes, was like, oh yeah, honors courses are the same thing. I was like, okay. So I took biology honors and it was like, I had a C average in the class. I was like, I haven't even taken the the science classes that go before this, it was, it was a mess, but the other yeah, classes yeah. I, I did, I did all right. in, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, well, so I want, I want to shift a little bit to uh, music, which I think yeah. we've somehow managed to get to high school. And I think the only thing I found out so far is your dad played guitar. So yeah. bravo to you for staying on course with questions. <laughs> but uh, when, when, what's what is what role does music play in your household when you like earliest memories Mm. because I mean you said your parents were making an album when you were one which was it was it just about you and your sister was that the whole album
1: Um, (laughs) that was yeah so I guess from the very early stages that album was actually a Baha'i album so it was like very religious music okay um and then uh you know I mean, I remember my favorite memories are like just sitting in the living room. My dad's playing guitar and my mom is singing, you know. And like they write music together. And um, uh, yeah, even just like thinking about hearing the sound of them, it's like very nostalgic for me. Yeah. Um, but you know, I my mom used to say like I I hummed and I sang before I talked. Mm-hmm. So she said I would always be like humming little tunes, and she'd like sing something, and then I'd match it, and I would be like really little at that age. Um, so just being around her singing all the time is how I like develop singing. Um, and then piano came along when I was about, I'd say like four. I played, played piano and it was like just really basic piano. And then I dropped it and then I got it back like a few years later and then I dropped it and I got it back a few years. It was like, I don't know how many piano teachers I've had, but I've gotten to a point where I can like. I can play piano yeah. and I can learn a song very slowly. I can't yeah. sight read. I don't really know much theory at all. <laughs> I like oh, yeah. like, don't just not a part. Um, it's one of the things they're... I wish I
0: spent more time on is, is mm. piano. Like I, in the last is... year, like, I think I've gotten more comfortable with, and like, I wouldn't say talented nor playable, but <laughs> like, um, you know, I would, I could always pick out chords and now yeah. I can just play a little more with that um, because nice. I just sat there yeah. and did that constantly.
1: Just having it. Yeah. Even yeah. just like my guitar is here, having a piano, it's like oh, yeah. just access being accessible. Yeah. Totally. Well, it's totally such a nice,
0: helps. it's such a nice instrument for, for writing, right? Cause then you can mm-hmm. really pick out a melody really quickly yeah. and then, then maybe transfer it over to another instrument. Right. Um, right. But I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: Especially if you don't know any other instruments like piano, I feel like it's, I don't want to say piano is easy at all, but it's like, you know, with a lot of other instruments, it's like, you have to figure out how to fret and like, what does that mean? How do you place your fingers? And it's kind of painful. And then, you know, like if you think of like wind instruments and stuff, but piano, it's like, you can hit a key and it makes a sound. So even if you were just like, you play a C note and then you play a D and you can like make something with that. That's kind of like the beauty I see in piano, you know, it's like, even if you don't know how to play it, you can kind of, figure yeah. something out and then transfer it to something you know or, yeah
0: you can't pick know. up a saxophone and just be like i think i hold <laughs> no. these valves down like <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah, I, I played trombone for like two months in, in junior oh, high wow. and i was like what? there's no stopping you just figure out where the slide is at it's just oh, like most gosh. string instruments except for like guitar and bass it Is there's no, no frets. frets you just no frets. They just know where to go
1: i don't people know how, lots of years of being out of tune and <laughs> but great. yeah no,
0: I, I completely agree like piano is a fun instrument to just like pick out uh a, even even a note like most yeah. people my, my wife is not musically inclined at all i can say that she would say that she <laughs> but even she will like she can pick out like happy birthday on the piano cause yeah yeah <laughs> you, you know
1: um, Most people can play chopsticks or like something, yeah. Yeah.
0: So piano comes and goes. When do you pick up a guitar? Like actually pick up a guitar.
1: <laughs> yeah, Gu- guitar was about. I'd say twelve or thirteen. Okay. I played um a little later. the ukulele. I started on the ukulele well, I got when we were in A couple behind me somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, you got a lot of instruments oh, behind yeah. you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, ukulele was how I got started. um Definitely a great way to start just to get used to like fretting an instrument and, you know, feeling like the pressure on your fingers and stuff. Um, So I learned how to play that. And then guitar came when I was about 12 or 13. My dad got me like a Taylor guitar or something like that. Was that
0: frustrating? Because I've only gone the other direction, going from ukulele Uh, chords to guitar chords. I definitely
1: played ukulele guitar ukulele chords on the guitar for a while and then you're like this is
0: an a minor wait no this is a d what's happening yeah (laughs) yeah
1: and now i can't really switch back i play the ukulele i'm like oh that was an f chord on a guitar this is an f like that's e minor but that's an e yeah yeah
0: give me like what is it c and f i'll play those because just like one one finger on each spot (laughs) (laughs) i'll do that all day on a ukulele but yeah no that's yeah i was gonna say that i'd never Thought about going from a ukulele to a guitar, just because the chor- the chords are so different. They're so uh, different, and it's almost too. frustrating because it's like you guys couldn't have just standardized all these <laughs> instruments. What's going on here?
1: <laughs> That's my thinking as well. Yeah, but yeah. It's funny.
0: <laughs> so, were you um when you were like picking piano here and there, and then playing ukulele? Were you writing songs?
1: Yeah, yeah, I was. I started writing when I was nine years old. Um, So I started writing on the ukulele, actually. What did that look like? um, (laughs) What does a nine-year-old
0: Talia Dalton write about?
1: (laughs) I wrote about, well, my first song was called Hawaii, ironically enough. Um, Of course. It's just like, Hawaii, Hawaii, it's the perfect place. (laughs) Hawaii, Hawaii, anyone can stay. And it's just like a really sweet little um, song. And then, um, yeah, just about like, you know, moving around, like loneliness and... um, like songs very directly to my parents, like please don't make us move again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, are we leaving again? Oh, I mean, like I could think yeah. of a million songs that are like directly, you know, speaking to them. And
0: what a cool uh, way to say the words that you might not be able to just say.
1: Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I mean,
0: I, I, we we dive into this all too often on the show, but uh, and I've brought it up a couple times. But yeah, that that moving around that much for anybody that age is is hard. And yeah, I, I was yeah. wondering how you kind of, what were your coping methods, your safe spaces, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, but music. it sounds like, yeah, <laughs> it sounds like music. You, you grasped onto yeah. that. I like that.
1: I think it kind of came as a necessity, honestly, just, um, being like a very quiet person and just yeah. like our family dynamic. Like I just ended up being a very quiet person because of that as well. And, um, I think, I found it very hard to communicate, like how I was feeling, and be being direct is like was like my least favorite thing to do ever. I mean, I don't know how many people's favorite thing that. Yeah, is, I was gonna say it's
0: most people's least. Favorite most thing people, think, unless you're like a narcissist <laughs> and a CEO, like. <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> but like honesty and being direct and just saying how I feel or saying the things that I want, and mm-hmm. um, I think it definitely came from necessity of just like I need some way to tell you how i'm feeling and songwriting is like a very gentle way of being able to say really straightforward honest things yeah (laughs) which is i'm really really immensely grateful that i was able to start songwriting and kind of got the gift of songwriting you know do you
0: still have like notebooks or anything from back then
1: definitely i have all of my lyric you know all of my little sheets of paper i have like a whole binder full of just like scraps and scribbles and yeah. Voice memos from when I was like 10 years old of yeah. writing songs and, and stuff.
0: I always used to write in these little notebooks. Yeah, little, just
1: random little notebooks. Whole drawer
0: full of them, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really
1: now fun. I've upgraded to a to my sister got me like a songwriting book. Ooh, it's like a solid book. Yeah. I love it so much. It's like fabric cover. with all it's the colored really tabs nice. on top. Oh yeah, I started doing that um when I finish a song, it's a blue sticky note love and it. then unfinished songs are orange so i know like okay i didn't finish this come back there's a lot of orange lately uh, and it bugs yeah. me but i have to just
0: <laughs> that's the reality be okay it.
1: <laughs> with it that there's a reality i immediately like i'm doing a
0: picture inventory in my head i'm like oh god there's only like three or four blue tabs per one of my notebooks <laughs> yeah, yeah it's all just unfinished crap. <laughs> just
1: unfinished songs. it's so hard to be content with that and be yeah. like it's okay and you know i came back to a song actually I started writing a song maybe a year ago and um, never finished it but I really liked the chorus of it but couldn't figure out the lyrics for the verses and got stuck and then it popped into my head like a week ago and I was like oh yeah I remember that and I went back found the lyrics and I finished the song it's like now Lovely. I just gotta do that for like 70 more, <laughs> more <laughs>
0: All right, you know that I am a fierce advocate for therapy. All right, let's face it, this whole show does not exist without the leaps and bounds that I've been able to make in therapy. And that's why I am so proud to have BetterHelp sponsor this show. Ask yourself this question. Is there something interfering with your happiness? Or is is preventing you from achieving your goals? You know, I've spent time in therapy learning to rein in my need for external validation, and it's a big need. Uh, but BetterHelp will assess your needs match you with your own licensed professional therapist maybe even me one day uh, and there is a broad range of expertise and better helps like 15,000 plus counselor network that's a lot of counselors which may not be locally available in many areas you know they did a whole report on this and it's available for clients worldwide so when you sign up you can start communicating within 48 hours and then if you're like me you know are you getting those random light bulb moments like i do you're laying in bed and you're like oh Uh, Well, With BetterHelp, you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule your weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room with traditional therapy. And guys, I know that waiting room awkwardness. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. No more awkward therapist breakups if you and your counselor aren't a match. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. It's not a crisis line, it's not self-help, it's professional counseling done securely online. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com/friendrequest. That's better h e l p and join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for my friends out there, my friend request listeners, if you will, you get 10% off your first month of counseling when you visit betterhelp.com slash friend request. That's BetterHelp slash friend request. Thank you for supporting our sponsors. Yeah, I was hitting like a songwriting block and
1: mm-hmm. I
0: went and revisited stuff that I like had written in high school and, yeah. um, and I, I, I don't mean this to sound dismissive or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, like you're in the thick of it right now. Uh, like from a psychological standpoint, you know, you are like still molding that frontal lobe and feeling emotions at like a fucking 11. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> like that is the best time to like, I mean, some stuff can be over emotional when written down. And like, I'm speaking for myself here, but like I went back and revisited some of those lyrics that I wrote when I was like 17, 18 and ended up like keeping a few of them. I was like, these were really good. Like the guitar part was terrible. I was listening to a lot of punk music. It's three power chords. It's bad, but but the lyrics are really good. And I I ended up like redoing a few of those and and it's just such a, an amazing source of like raw emotional writing in that age Mm -hmm. from like you know teenager up to like 25 and it's uh
1: definitely
0: yeah that's that's fun that you kept all that stuff too um
1: yeah and it's like i never thought about revisiting really old songs yeah but like sometimes i will go and listen listen back to old ones i'm like whoa i was kind (laughs) of saying something kind of profound there and how old was I here you know and like no it's it's so true I think I've kind of I've kind of leveled out because I definitely was like up and down emotions like really yeah. strong songs and like I think my favorite word to write was like feeling I have so many songs <laughs> with the word feeling in it and it was like uh, heart and feeling and there was one more I can't remember but I remember I was like I can't use that word anymore it's like don't use that word anymore you've That's overused great. it um, but yeah, you definitely, especially like moving and friendships and like crushes and everything else. And you just up and down and up and down, and up yeah. and down. Um, Do so I feel ever, like I've kind of hit a, a level ground. Now, a have you
0: bit, always written with, with intent? Like you have a subject on your mind and that's what you end up writing about? Or is it something that mm-hmm. comes later? And I asked, I asked that again, all my questions are just projections of how I felt <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> like, you know, I'll write a song. And I'll play it for sometimes like two years. And mm-hmm. then someone will be like, oh, is that about blah, blah, blah? And I'll be like, what? And I'll look at the lyrics <laughs> and I'll actually like think about the lyrics. I'm like, oh my God. Like I, I didn't even yeah. think about it when I wrote it. Cause I was just like, oh, this sounds good. And like metaphor here. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, but then looking that's back, so I was true. like, oh my God, it just fits like what was going on in my life right then.
1: Exactly. That is so true. I never, i pretty much never have an intent when I'm writing a song. Sometimes yeah. I will. Yeah. Um, do you find it more
0: difficult when you do?
1: Definitely. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think most of the time my songs start off with like, I'll have a little tune in my head or I'll find something on the guitar and then I'll just jam with it. Yeah. And a lot of times the main like emotion, the main meaning of the song will come out in that jam. So it'll be like, cause you're just kind of mental or no, not mental. Um, Verbally just kind of like, yeah. but you know, and letting everything out. And you don't even know what you're saying. And you listen back. I'm like, oh, whoa, there's that. And a lot of times I'll stick with what I was saying and then just modify it to like fit in the song. Yeah. But most of the time I have no clue what I'm going to write about when I start. And I'm it gonna, just comes out.
0: <laughs> I'm going to keep going on a tangent. <laughs> just, yeah, Because you're just saying like, stuff like, I'm like, oh my God, no one ever describes it this way. And it's so, <laughs> so true. But like, so um, for years, people especially my wife would get really mad at me because I I would do that where like you get a guitar part going and then you just yeah. kind of like let the words come out and you mm-hmm. find the melody to the lyrics and like you maybe remember the chorus as you go so you repeat that later
1: yeah yeah
0: and then you get done and this is what would always happen to me um i'd get done and whoever was there like audience wise would be like oh is that was that your song that was really good and I would be like I'd be like I have no idea what I just did like <laughs> Did someone record yeah. that? Because I, nothing. I don't remember the chords. Uh, yeah, I kind of yeah. remember the words, but not really.
1: Mm-hmm. Does, I've I've had to, <laughs> like, from probably, I guess I've always done this. I've always recorded. Always recording. Like, I used to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, nice.
0: Yeah, you have to. Always, A-B- you know.
1: ABR, always be recording. That's
0: right, baby. <laughs> yeah, because
1: it's really, like. I used to like lose a lot of ideas because I would just be jamming, and then I think of something and I turn on my record, but now, yeah. like when I, as soon as I have a little melody or something, it's hit record and it's like a 15 minute yeah. voice memo. And a lot of times I won't even go back and listen to it, but it's knowing that I have it and I have the security of like, I just played something really cool, and there might be like two moments in there that I'm like, "Oh yeah, that was it, but I couldn't replay that, so now I need to listen to it and like yeah. learn it from listening to it. Genius. Yeah. It's <laughs> No, I mean that's system so works now.
0: <laughs> I I feel like and this is this has never happened, but I I feel like uh we write in the same way. So it's weird mm-hmm. like everything you're saying I'm like, "Yeah." And I've yeah. I've hung out with musicians my entire life and no one's ever like, you know, been able to uh, elaborate on that process in the same way yeah. where I'm like, "Yes, yeah. that. Yes, that." That is
1: that. Um,
0: That's <laughs> funny. So yeah, get out of my head. That's awesome. Um but, <laughs> So jumping back, you're writing songs about mm-hmm. about moving, and you're you're nine years old. What yeah. you you said you got a guitar later in like thirteen? Are you mm-hmm. doing anything like outside of your home at this point? Mm-hmm. Like between nine and New Zealand, <laughs> like are you playing? Uh, you're you know at dinner at somewhere with your parents yeah. or something.
1: We went to. It was like this little little school. I can't remember what kind of school it's called. It's like a special, not a Montessori school, um, something else. But um, we went to this school and so we had like, I think we took hula lessons and mm-hmm. um, there was, we had music class. We had ended up playing like with this band in the, it was, we were in a tiny little town. So the stage was like the movie theater. So we went to the movie theater. And it was this big stage and stuff. That's fun. Um, and then my sister and I started singing together um randomly one day in the car we were we would always like sing opposing songs and we were in the car like da like, you know singing like really it was hard to listen to especially with my parents you know yeah. and then one day we just started singing together and my dad said he literally like stopped the car and we were like harmonized my sister was harmonizing with my singing we were singing together yeah. um and so that was a really cool moment um to have and then I guess not much else, you know, Hawaii was just like exploring and uh we went to the beach a lot, stuff like that. But music-wise, not much. New Zealand was definitely where music came into my life in like a bigger way, for sure.
0: Okay. Yeah. What what changed there that that you say that?
1: Yeah, so um I when I started going to public school, I had a music teacher, incredible music teacher, just one of those like People that you look back on your life and you will remember. You know his name was uh, Matt Bodman. Shout and out to Matt. Shout out to Matt. If you're here, if you're listening to this, thank you. <laughs>
0: yes, thank you indeed. And, uh, yeah, we love all of our listeners.
1: Uh, <laughs> we do. And um, he he was a great teacher. Really saw that I had a talent with music, and so he turned me on to this uh, competition called Play It Strange. I ended up winning it. It was a national competition for songwriting and I was the youngest winner um, nice. and that was 2013 or 14. I think I was 13 years old at that time. Yeah, I ended up going on like a local news channel and had a magazine article. I got a record in um, Roundhead Studios, which is like, I don't know if you know Neil Finn. I don't think I really knew his music at the time either. That's okay. But, um, but it was like his studio. I probably should. Beautiful studio. <laughs> so good. And um, actually, it was like, I got to record in the studio that Kimbra um, recorded in. And that was like a huge deal to me because I loved Kimbra. So it was just like this huge thing. I never had any experiences like this, you know. um, So that was where it really kicked off. And then I was just like busking on the streets all the time and playing like the assemblies at my school in front of like a thousand kids and, um, you know, just doing lots of little, little things like that.
0: Did you ever... Uh, cause you said you were a little like shy when you went to school and now like a couple years later, you're playing in front of thousands of kids. What's, yeah. and what do you have that same like introverted shyness on stage as you do, you know, in the hallway?
1: It's mm. an interesting question. I think I always felt really nervous, but yeah. my parents and my sister always said like, you didn't sound nervous at all. You know, yeah. um, I definitely, it was like my guitar is my shield and I had to like force myself to like look up at the audience yeah. and not just down at my guitar and into the microphone, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think it's a lot of it did carry over, especially like, you know, after after assemblies and stuff, kids would walk up to me and be like, that was so good. I'd be like, Thanks, okay, thank you. Uh, <laughs> really Bye. socially awkward here. Please don't <laughs> talk to me. <laughs> um, so it definitely carried over and oh I had a the interview for the local news channel. It's painful for me to watch because I'm so nervous and I'm sitting there and I'm like all tense and I'm saying like all the time and I'm kind of talking in circles and I'm not answering the questions at all and kind of like yeah, yeah yeah it's nice to look back and just see how I've changed and stuff but it's funny yeah
0: definitely. that's crazy though that that's fun so I'm curious because I've heard just you with you talking to other people some of your influences and I want to get into that a little bit but yeah what kind of music do your parents have around when you are you know pre 10 11 years old
1: yeah uh let's see the big ones okay um so I remember Zia V she was actually a really big influence the yeah. um I really we're actually kind of like friends now like I covered one of her songs on Instagram, and she reached out to me. We talk sometimes. She's amazing. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> and then, like, John Mayer, Jack uh-huh. Johnson. This is my what dad your parents she... are playing? Yeah, this is awesome. what they play. This is what I grew up with. Um, and then my dad Lucky is girl. a huge Jimi Hendrix <laughs> fan. <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. I'm so grateful for the music taste my parents have. And, like, my mom was um, Harry Connick Jr., like, Shania Twain, uh, Celine Dion. Uh, oh, what's her name? Uh, Blossom Deary uh, who else uh, I'm trying to think there's like a bunch more we grew up with the Rent soundtrack that was like a huge part of my <laughs> I never, I've never, i never seen the movie but our friend like burned the the um, soundtrack onto a CD and we used to listen to it all the time in the car my mom would like turn down the volume when the swear words would come in nice.
0: <laughs> I love that you refer to it as a movie I know it was a movie but it is,
1: oh because it's, a... it's a musical it's... Yeah. no yeah, well, it was on.
0: It? Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a Broadway musical. Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just thought that was funny, sorry, and I'm sure you sorry. guys had like the movie soundtrack. I just yeah, say, yeah. I'll show my age, and you can show yours. <laughs> it's, it's the
1: theater kids in my high school class would probably kill me if you heard me say that too.
0: <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, so yeah, those. I mean, those are amazing influences to grow up. If I grew up listening to John Mayer, I don't know what my life would be like today. <laughs> I love John Mayer difference. and I really like, yeah. um, I guess I was, I was your age. I hate saying that. But when <laughs> Room for Squares came out and oh, such a great album. I got it at my dad's house in Florida, I was visiting him because my parents are divorced for many, many years. And I yeah. got the CD and I played it on this little like Bose CD player in his kitchen. And I was like, this is the best thing ever.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And I just like head first all in John Mayer yeah. 110% uh I've yeah. seen him live more than anybody else
1: Wow and
0: Yeah that's a, if I if I had that in my house growing up Well I probably would have yeah. played guitar earlier than like 16 <laughs> but
1: <laughs> Yeah he was a... like when I I remember like when I was songwriting and it became something more serious in my life yeah. my my um what do you call it I can't think of the word muse <sighs> Like <laughs> yeah i <laughs> like my um not comparison but like who i wanted to write like yeah i don't know there's a word for it, i can't think of it now but was definitely john mayer i was like i want my lyricism to be at john mayer's level yeah. like he's got you know like just the way that he forms you know all of this oh yeah like things together Even it's just like he's early beautiful.
0: yeah pre pre room yeah. for squares stuff i mean you look at obviously yeah. like comfortable but yeah like and man on the side is one of those guitar lines where I remember when I first heard it and I was like, the fuck is he doing to the guitar? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. And still, when I listen to it, I've seen someone else play that before. And I was like, what are you doing to the guitar? Yeah. <laughs> like, and then the lyrics yeah. are just so fucking good. Uh, they
1: really are. And you're just they like, really
0: what are, are you doing? You are like a 22 year old kid from I don't know Connecticut or some Georgia or some shit. Like, what's what's happening right now?
1: Yeah. Uh, how did this happen?
0: Yeah. John Mayer so, made me want to be a better songwriter while at the same time making me want to give up doing it all together. like, <laughs> what, it, what it, it was a it's very what the best
1: musicians do. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. But this album Continuum is like that's oh, like yeah. that's the album that I grew up like listening to yeah. Continuum. And then also I don't think I said nora jones nora jones is a huge influence i hear
0: a lot of nora jones in your voice yeah oh that
1: makes me happy i love her so
0: much i mean i love her when do you start i guess with most people it's it's like 12 years old when you start finding your own music and what does that look like and how does that impact who you are today as a songwriter
1: yeah um (laughs)
0: big question
1: yeah um i listened to Actually, I got this tiny little Sansa clip iPod little thing when I was like 10 years old. And a family friend downloaded all of this music onto it. So there was like some Russian music. There was some um, just like poppy music. There was like some Alimafao. Like just the <laughs> most random mixture. So I have like a, a lot of influence from the music that was on there, which is like a super random mix. And then... Um, I guess I explored a lot of ZOV's music or listened to all her stuff. And then I kind of listened to like my family's music for a while and started finding my own stuff when I was about 14. Oh, wow, I haven't even thought about this. That was um, George Ezra. I had loved mm. George Ezra for a while. He was big in New Zealand. Okay. Uh, he had like the hit song like Barcelona and um, Casio and stuff like that. Mm. Um, yeah, they're, they're, I don't know how well known he is in America. I know he was super popular in New Zealand. And then there was like Stan Walker. He was a New Zealand artist. Um, Who else did I really like? Uh, Again, it was like the most random playlist of songs, just stuff my friends liked. So there was like some Rihanna. And then there was uh, uh, Pharrell Williams, like just the song Happy. Like there's like just really specific songs that I listen to all the time. And then I really got into my own music like 16 we came back to America and that was again all kinds of people I'm not like one to anymore to really dive deep into like a specific artist like I really just kind of pick and choose lots of songs yeah. but I do have specific artists like now I've listened to Blossom Dearie's album Blossom Dearie Essentials like I don't even know how many times yeah. I love that album so much and there's actually a lot of my music now is influenced by her like jazz chords and, and you know, kind of you know, originally
0: from your chord. mom right
1: yeah, yeah yeah i actually i don't know how i came across her again recently but i was playing her music the other day i was like i love this she's like you know you listened to this growing up your whole life i was like what
0: that's really funny it
1: <laughs> shocked me and then um leon bridges i love his voice and his music yeah
0: um, he can do some shit man
1: <laughs> yeah yeah he really can and just like his I feel like even as a person just like him as an artist. Yeah. It's like I really respect him, you know. And um Bruno Major, love Bruno Major, I don't his know album. Bruno Major. Oh, check him out for sure. He does like jazz but with kind of like uh what kind of beat is that? Just like really subby kind of uh, what do you call him? What kind of beats would this be? I don't know, but it's it's such a s when I first heard it I was like, hmm and now I really dig it, but um his album To Let a Good Thing Die. I, I've listened to that album on repeat again. Nice, it's a wonderful album, and Norah Jones, "Come Away with Me." That whole album, just adore that oh, album
0: so much. Do you yeah. like or do you listen to the? Because that was her debut album, right? And then I yeah. think her sophomore album. I can't remember what it's called, but that's the one I ended up listening to more. It's got like a Dolly Parton on one of her songs, which is called Creepin In," oh. which is like a really great. Oh my God, I love it. And I Dolly don't think Parton, I heard that. You know, Dolly Parton obviously is Dolly Parton, like you know that voice, but yeah. just like in that song with Nora Jones and yeah. hitting words uh I don't know, it just it just hits me and I'm like, I fucking love yeah. this. <laughs> like it. Just, it's, I
1: have to it's look that up. So I don't good. think I've heard them sing Oh look Dolly and Nora.
0: Yeah, creeping in is the name of the song.
1: Creeping it's in. It's a
0: beautiful song. And it's like fun, is it it's a little more like It's a little toe tapper. No, I mean this is yeah like you were probably th- two or three when this came out
1: oh wow yeah, no, I, I might old. have I've heard it. i don't know that i have though
0: yeah, that's it's a, a good one yeah. getting getting a little more recent with with your music you've been writing songs for like a decade right and then you mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and you start when do you, what's the transition to i i have something like are you able to validate yourself in that way and be like i'm talented like at what point are you comfortable calling yourself a musician or a songwriter?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I think for a long time, I used to say like, I want to be a musician one day. And then I realized I've been a musician for a long time. (laughs) Like, you know, you know, you just, it just didn't click in my head for a long time. Um, But it definitely went back and forth. I think for a long time, I kind of, had a little bit of an understanding that i had a talent because of other people so like my parents having a lot of belief in me and then it would be like my music teachers and it would be like people who really had um whose opinions like i really uh, valued it. and stuff yeah. and respected in my life um but then at the same time there was a lot of people who didn't really see anything and i had like music teachers who really just didn't get it or it's just like you know it was it was so it's kind of a strange mixture and I I think at that age you rely on other people a lot to kind of tell you like who you are like what value you have you know um but I think a lot more recently I've definitely come to see like that I have a talent and um I think I like to say it's a gift because I've simultaneously worked really hard on my music and have been writing for a long time and practicing and playing guitar. But I also feel like I've been given a gift in a way because, like, there's part of my music that I don't even understand. Like, you know, when I sit down and write a song, like, I think of songs and I'm like, I don't even remember writing that really, you know. it's kind of just came out. And I think part of that is past me. Like, that's not even something that, you know, you can get from, like, Oh, I don't want that to sound egotistical, but I feel no, like it's something that it, is like different than just like practicing a lot and like getting yeah. to a certain point, you know, like there is something different about it. I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, that's, I think what you're identifying is like the difference between, you know, I could pull anybody off the street and be like, okay, play guitar and write songs, you know, eight hours a day for the next however many months, years. Yeah. And they're going to yeah. get good at that. but they're not necessarily going to be able to do that piece where like it is literally kind of just being pulled out of you. You know what I mean?
1: Right. So I don't,
0: I think, I mean, I I think that's what you're trying to say. And I, I completely agree. Like you, you can work all the time, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're, you have that, that passion part that, that comes out um, in your writing. So
1: definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that. that, you know, like with art, like I really like, I do portraiture art and I do, illustrating and stuff like that but I don't feel like I have that you know thing like what I have with music with it like I wouldn't really call myself necessarily like an artist you know but yeah
0: I wanted to bring that up and I'm glad you did and I wrote it down here because I heard you talk about it before and I'm wondering so I I mean if I could somehow like zoom out and show you the entire room I'm in I do all sorts of stuff (laughs) like I I'll get into you know I'll get into painting for like a week or yeah. uh, drawing or uh, i'm currently like writing and I, i'm writing a book about the time i spent in los angeles um nice, and nice. like i get uh and then i play guitar and i sing and i get like imposter syndrome about all of it right mm. like if i want to call myself any of these things i i'm not comfortable with that and it's like yeah. i've i i've published stuff but I don't call myself a writer. I've, mm. I've been playing guitar and writing songs and put out like three albums, but I don't, I don't know. I'm still like iffy about calling myself like yeah, a, a yeah. musician. Um, I'm fine with songwriter. I could say yeah. songwriter all day long because I literally have like books of proof. Like I was like, no, yeah. I, I do <laughs> yeah. this, I swear. Um, but other than that, like all the other stuff, I, I'm really, I have like, pretty bad imposter syndrome about and I'm very aware Mm -hmm. of it but I still can't like mm, can't Mm -hmm. can't give myself those titles and I'm wondering how you kind of rein yourself in to be like music is my main thing Um, Mm. or do you allow yourself to kind of flow in and out of it when you get in states that you want to do something else
1: yeah um I think with music, I've always, I've always known that I wanted to be a musician, like, as my career. Um, and definitely struggle with imposter syndrome with it, you know, even, like, I used to think I wouldn't be a singer, because um, I was like, my voice isn't strong enough, or um, doesn't sound good enough, or, you know, a million different reasons. And then I never considered myself a guitarist, because I didn't know theory. I still... Probably wouldn't even though I've gotten really good at guitar, um, like playing guitar and and being like pretty proficient at playing and stuff, I still would struggle to call myself a guitarist. Funny
0: how that voice Uh, like creeps in, right? And they're like, Hey, (laughs) hold on.
1: Yeah. You don't know who's gonna hear
0: this. Don't call yourself that.
1: Exactly. Like someone's gonna see and be like, You don't know theory, you're not a guitarist, you know. But yeah, I would call myself a songwriter and now I definitely would call myself a singer. Um But I do let myself ebb and flow. Music is super consistent, though. Like, it has always been... The longest I've gone without writing a song is probably, like, a month and a half or two months. That's awesome. Besides, like, when I was nine, I wrote a song, and it was, like, a couple years, (laughs) and I didn't write. I think everyone's uh,
0: forgiving you for that, yeah. (laughs) Did you guys hear about old -old 10-year-old Talia? She didn't do shit, man.
1: (laughs) Just a (laughs) freeloader. So funny. Um, so yeah, you know, music's been super consistent. Um, but I have, I've let myself kind of go through lots of different artistic kind of pursuits and stuff. Like I love sewing, I sew clothes and stuff. And um, I really got into sewing for a while. And then that kind of, you know, faded. Yeah. And But I really love that I go through those phases because I'll get pretty good at something and then it'll go away. But then it'll come back where it's like, oh, now the ability to sew clothes is really great because I'll get clothes that don't fit me and I can modify them to fit me or I can like do these different things that are really great. Yeah. Um And that's the same with like art. Like I got into um, portraiture. I've been drawing portraits since I was about 14. So I've gotten to a level that I'm I'm pretty good at it. And um, you know, that's that evident ebbed and flowed. Like I did a bunch of them and then I didn't do it for a couple of years and then I did it again and it kind of came back and I did a little bit of painting. Um, and I've really gotten into like watercolor and ink drawing, but just in a very un unjudgmental, not trying to produce anything kind yeah. of way. Kind of like in a sort of therapy way of just making art to make art to express emotion and stuff like that. So I just kind of make whatever the hell I want to. Yeah. And I'm happy with it because I'm not trying to like make something to show someone. Like it's just for me and just for fun and to process and stuff. But
0: Well, yeah. So what's your, I know you have, it's what, All For You and then Sequences. Is that the other one? Yeah. You, mm-hmm. Those two songs are out. Um, yeah. Which are so good. Uh, all For You, Thank so you. good. Your vocals and that. Thank you. I mean, just shut up. All right. <laughs> so good. Um, what's, what's the plan for, for like an album? I mean, obviously, yeah. this is coming out at like the end of August, so <laughs> maybe an album's out. I don't know.
1: Do you have a timeline? <laughs> oh yeah, that would be
0: great. In, like in place, or do you have a plan? I mean, what's That's that look question. like for you?
1: Yeah. Um. So I have a single coming out. I'm working with a producer right now on finishing it because I uh, recorded it, produced, produced it, and wrote it myself at home, and then. Um, working with this guy to you know tweak it and like yeah. make things just a little smoother and more dynamic um so that's coming out there's no timeline on it yet but in the next couple months for sure um it's called closer to you and i've played it a lot around clubhouse um yeah. just I acoustic think, version yeah. you might have heard it in, uh, in the little by club i do yeah. Think yeah,
0: yeah yeah quite a bit
1: <laughs> yeah uh someone's coming out and then i oh my gosh i have hopes for so much more music um in the future, I really would love to do an album. How many songs and, do you like, have written EP. that you'd
0: be comfortable putting on an album right now?
1: Quite a few. Okay, good. Quite a few. <laughs> I'd say like, I'd say I probably have about fifty, maybe I'd say fifty solid songs wow. that I would be like comfortable putting out. And then there's like my older stuff um, that's more like folksy that I'm just yeah. not. Fifty you know, is a super... good
0: selection to t- to pick ten from. So that's, yeah. so that's good.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's going to be so hard to choose, but yeah. yeah, I definitely want to do an album. It's just resources and then just my own ability. I'm getting better at production stuff at home, but I'm still so in the beginning phases of it yeah. that what I make would definitely need a lot of help. Um, you know, but, I just don't have the money to like work yeah. with people yet. Really?
0: <laughs> Kickstarter, man. <laughs>
1: that is a great idea. That's, that's really
0: good. Yeah. I, I I was, my favorite thing I've ever done. Uh yeah. I would I would go to a studio every weekend for the rest of my life if I could afford it. It's just so cool yeah. to just be in a studio, and then just just fucking record. And you know, you oh can gosh, mess with it later. Amazing. But just being in a studio is just it's just cool. Um, yeah. So I'm curious, and you don't have to answer this, but yeah, what? <laughs> how do I phrase this? What's like <laughs> the creep factor for you right now? Because <laughs> So, and I ask that because I, you know, you're 20 years old. You you have this amazing voice. I imagine you're attracting a lot of attention that people are like, I want to tell everyone about Mm. you. I mean, that's how I feel about that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But I know there's also like, you know, it's the internet. It's Mm. (laughs) like, yeah. (laughs) Are you, where are you at with that? Are you able to like kind of brush it off or is that been bombarding in a way where you're like oh this sucks like what does that yeah. look
1: like it's i haven't got like a ton a ton of creeps you know That's um bad. which i'm really i'm really grateful <laughs> for please stay that way um but there has been there's been a few um and not even like super creepy just like yeah. just people kind of being interested and in, it's strange <laughs> It's really strange yeah. um yeah even from just like me as a person, like, I never dated or anything like that. Just – it just never really happened. Yeah. So, like, for that, I don't know. It's just weird overall. Um But it's been okay to handle. I mean, since it's all online, it's, like, I can just block people or yeah. just delete their messages. Whereas, like, I haven't really had a lot of experience playing – I haven't – I've only played a couple stages of my life, you know. Yeah. So, like, I haven't had experience really touring or, like, being – publicly playing my music and stuff like that. So, I don't know how I'm going to deal with like creeps in person. Yeah. That's going to be something new to uh learn how to handle, but um it hasn't been too bad. So, cross yeah, your fingers things that way.
0: <laughs> Leave her alone. Um Yes. <laughs> I'm I'm super happy for you and I think I think you're going to do awesome things and I know as someone that was told that a lot, that you probably hear that a lot and and it will eventually lose its meaning if it hasn't already but like for sure I think you're gonna do a lot of things it's and I think that like discipline and and sacrifice and work part is is the biggest thing there and Mm. but I mean you're doing you're doing great stuff and it just sucks sometimes how saturated that market is with the accessibility everybody has to yeah yeah I've
1: luckily just I mean with Clubhouse and um, like lullaby Club and the community that I have now, they're so supportive and just like meeting people like you are just so like supportive and wonderful, yeah. and yeah. just really excited about my music and stuff. It's been incredible. I mean, it's all been in the past few months like I've had the support of my parents and then like a few people along the way, but really feeling like the validation from more people over this the beginning of this year really has been yeah. incredible. and i I feel the support and been working hard for a long time and i feel like it's finally like i got this single out and i've got like momentum and i'm just i'm pumped i'm really excited
0: <laughs> yeah i'm excited for you that's really cool um but i, I yeah I'm, I'm super excited for you uh i'm gonna keep following your music and, and what you're doing and hopefully uh catch you on some one of those open mics in clubhouse yeah i'll, I'll pick be up my because I haven't done that much lately. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but... that
1: would be great to hear you play again. That would be yeah. awesome.
0: <laughs> but I'm, I'm thank you so much for doing this. I, I'm glad you... <laughs>
1: thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, this was great to be on here. Thanks for having me. You and I have lots in common. My request is sent. Would you like to be my friend? Would you like to be my friend?
0: All right. So you just listened to my interview with Talia Dalton. I am so uh, excited that this episode is finally out. It was so nice talking to her. And I I edited the episode down to like an hour and and six minutes. And we talked for, God, almost two hours. So (laughs) I went off on so many tangents because uh, songwriting, man, and uh, all my questions about New Zealand and all sorts of stuff. So it was it was such a great episode. I'm so glad she was here. I did touch base with her. Um her next single is going to be out at the end of September. So keep an eye out for that. Go to, you know, iTunes or Spotify or wherever you do music and search Talia Dalton. It's just that voice freaking kills me every time. I'm so excited. But guys, here we are. Season 3. This is uh this is amazing. I already have like Uh, the next you know 10 episodes recorded and I'm so excited about it and I'm excited for you guys to hear it there's so many good people and I get to sit down with them in person and you can just you know it just feels different when you have that person there with you so I won't keep you any longer because I know you're super excited to just breeze right into next week so go take a nap Wake up in seven days and you can hear the next episode. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for listening. Reach out to me, guys. Let me know what you think. What do you think about that new theme song? I'm obsessed with it. It literally gets stuck in my head. Uh, You can shoot me an email at justinsfriendrequest at gmail.com or find me on Instagram at friendrequestpod and tell me what you think. I love it. I love it. Thanks for being here. So excited to be back. Okay. Bye-bye.